0: You're listening to the Ellie Castro Show. I am Ellie Castro. I'm Alexi Castro.
1: I'm Tristan Diaz.
2: And I'm Jose Rodriguez.
0: I was having a conversation with my son, Alexi, uh, about all the schoolwork he had coming up in English class. Yeah, like having to do a lot of assignments just for one book. And the problem is that the book he's talking about are like old books, you know, like the books we had to read when we were in school. Old back in the day. Yeah, like books that were written in like 1940.
3: Yeah, books that wouldn't apply to like a 2000s kid. So I thought, wouldn't it be great if my book, Made for This, was part of his curriculum? And I was like, yeah, that'd be great, but also bad because I couldn't look up where figurative language was in his book.
0: And I was like, what?
3: That's what I'm saying right now. What?
0: What? Well, first of all, I'm like, uh, what's figurative language? But I'm also like, wait, so you're using the internet to cheat, (laughs) right? Because if we were assigned with, like, find figurative language in the text of blah. I mean, back in the day, what did we do? We had cliff notes. But what if the cliff notes didn't specify about figurative language? What would you do? I would ask somebody. You'd have to go to the library (laughs) and be like, excuse me, Miss Librarian, uh, what's figurative language? And can you point where that language is in this novel?
2: And then you'd have to look through the little card stock thing and look through the Dewey decimal system and find where to find the book. If she was
0: mean, she'd let you do that. If she was nice, she'd be like, page 57, you see this and then you'd be like, okay, great. Thank you.
3: Bye. I got to go play outside. This kid's using Google to like complete his assignment. And it is so beautiful because I can search up figurative language and and it'll give me like a trillion search results. And I'll click on the first one and be like, you know, his tears were like wax on a candle. And it'll tell me the exact page, chapter, line. I don't have to do a thing.
0: He's bragging about cheating. So
3: he's not reading
0: the book. He's I, using Google to skim through the book. I'm reading the book. I'm just not really paying close attention to it because that's what Google's for. Right. Tristan, Um, when you read, do you read to read or do you read to look it up on Google if you have to?
1: I rarely look it up on Google.
0: Thank you. See, Thank Tristan's you. better than me. Thank you, Tristan. You are our future. So, <laughs> yes. uh, so I was like... Uh, That's interesting. If he had to read my book in class and if the question was uh, about the use of figurative language, um, I was like, I don't think I use figurative language as an author because I don't know what figurative language is. (laughs) Right? If, If you don't know, it means you don't
3: use it. Right. So let's find out what exactly is figurative language. So I found this article that lists examples of like the types of figurative language. So there are types, by the way. That's how little
0: we know. Wow. So I thought figurative language. By the way, if we had to guess, okay, before we find out more about this figurative language, you know, the kind of stuff you learn in middle school. Jose, what would you say the definition is?
2: I would say drawing pictures with words.
0: Okay, so you didn't do well in English. I did not. I would say figurative language is when you speak figuratively. (laughs) (laughs) So you didn't do well in English either. I did not. I just got by. All right, so give me some examples of figurative
3: language. Okay, so the first one is simile. Uh-huh, sounds familiar. Sounds like something I took in 8th grade. Second one, we use it metaphor. Metaphor. Yeah. Okay. The third one is implied metaphor. Wow. See, that's where I would
0: be staying after class and asking for help because it's it's not really a metaphor. It
2: was just implied that it was a metaphor.
0: But metaphors are already implied. Right. Right? Like <laughs> metaphors are already like indirect. And now you got an implied indirect.
3: It's like putting vagueness into the vagueness. Oh God! Okay. The fourth one is a personification. Personification, Tristan.
1: Personification is when a inanimate object is like given human characteristics. I, I wow. feel
0: like I'm in the presence of an English teacher. To be yes, yeah. I, right?
2: I feel like I'm sitting in my desk and I'm taking notes. You Need to give me a pen because
3: I should have taken I notes. I feel for like
0: that one. yeah, this is not good. I I feel <laughs> dumb. I really do. <laughs> All right, what's the next one?
3: All right, so the fifth one is hyperbole. Hyperbole. Yes.
0: That sounds like I should know what it is. That's a, like if there was a multiple choice, I would
3: probably nail it. But if it was a fill in the blank, I would fail it. See, I actually know what a hyperbole is, kind of. Go ahead. Okay, so it's like when you overly exaggerate something. So like if you're waiting for someone to get out of the bathroom, you be like, oh my God, I was waiting for hours. That's hyperbole.
2: Yeah, Because if you break it down, hyper is more than it needs to be, Uh where hypo is less than. So that's where I would have taken it. Oh, now you're
0: inspired. Yeah. Yeah. Tristan inspired the (laughs) intelligence in you.
3: Right. What's the next one? Sparked it. An illusion. So it's a magician? (laughs) Like the illusion of an example? So it's spelled like illusion, like the magic illusion. But instead of an I, there's an A. Illusion Illusion uh, Illusion uh, See, illusion sounds allusion. like a like a perfume Or like a cologne, right? Yes Hey, See, what are you wearing?
0: Illusion By hyperbole
3: So the next one is
0: Idiom Idiom Yes That's
3: how I feel
2: I that, feel like an idiom Yeah, I was going to say That's what you tell somebody When they're not getting it
3: Such an
0: idiom You're an idiom Well, I feel like an idiom Because <laughs> uh, I'm like Tristan knows this stuff And I feel like the biggest idiom So the last one is Pun Oh, a pun. I know a pun. Yeah. Big pun. Yes. Great rapper. Great Puerto Rican rapper, big pun. <laughs> yes. May he
3: rest in peace. I'm
2: the Don Juan beside the dawn. Live long. Get your party on. i the liquor fool
3: you, cause I stick it to you. What's a pun? Like I know how to use, like, I don't know I know what a pun is. If someone said it, I would know oh, what it is. Like if it can't. was in
0: a multiple choice, right. you'd pick it out. Right. But if it was a fill in the blank, <laughs> you'd
3: fail. Give us an example of a pun. I don't have one. All right.
0: So all I know about pun is no pun intended. All right. So let's kind of work our way backwards. So It's no like
2: p- telling a nurse nice shot when she's giving you like a a syringe shot in your arm
0: i feel like this is like every english teacher's nightmare to have us in class this group right here (laughs) well no
2: tristan would pass
0: tristan she'd be like you don't belong here yeah okay i I don't want you to get dumber sitting next to these three
2: she's like how did you get into the remedial class yeah this is not for you yeah (laughs) you could
3: be teaching this class Here, check this out. I think you'll find this interesting. It's a article about idioms, like uh, seven everyday English idioms and where they come from.
0: Oh, origins of idioms. Yes. That's great, because I know the origins of these three idioms, <laughs> uh,
3: Tristan uh, <laughs> excluded. Uh, so go ahead. What do you got? Okay, so it explains what an idiom is. It's me. It's me. It's yep. Jose. Yep. It's people who uh, should know what they don't know. Yes. That's an idiom. It says, an idiom is a phrase that is common to a certain population. It is typically figurative and usually is not understandable based solely on the words within the phrase. A prior understanding of its usage is usually necessary.
0: I can tell you right now that my book made for this does not have any idioms because I still don't know what an idiom is.
2: I feel more of an idiom now that I've listened to this because I still don't get
3: it. You're such an idiom. All right. So it gives us seven examples. Are you guys ready?
1: Yeah. Yep.
3: Number seven, turn a blind eye. I've heard that. Yep. Turn a blind eye.
1: Like, just don't look. No, I mm. I don't know.
0: I mean, I, I don't want to go against the teacher's assistant right yeah. now. I feel like I'm feel like i being set up, but uh, that's not the choice I would pick.
2: I would say it says don't be a snitch.
0: Okay, so now we're going uh, street. That's okay, what now,
2: turn a blind eye means.
0: Okay, in the streets, yeah. Jose. Okay, but we're not in the streets, okay? We're not part of your gang.
2: Well, that's where this idiom is from.
0: You're such an idiom. <laughs> All right, so turn a blind eye is like um, ignore it. Don't react to it. Like, turn the other cheek. That's kind of my guess. Again, I don't want to go against Tristan (laughs) because Tristan's going to get the A. Right. I just want to be idiom over here.
3: You're in the streets. You're basically, (laughs) yeah. you're on your way out. So what's the meaning? So it says to refuse to acknowledge a known truth. To refuse to acknowledge a known truth.
2: Yeah. So don't snitch.
3: Okay. That, that makes sense. So the origin is is that it comes from a comment made by a British Admiral uh, Horatio Nelson. In 1801, he led the attack alongside Admiral Sir Hyde Parker. In the Battle of Copenhagen, Nelson was blind in one eye. Parker communicated to Nelson at one point via flags that he needed to retreat and disengage. Nelson, however, was convinced that he could prevail if they pushed onward. Nelson then, holding the telescope to his blind eye, pretended not to see the signal, making a sly comment to a fellow officer about reserving the right to use his blind eye every now and again. I don't like that origin It made no sense to me Something about a blind pirate That's all I got Not at all
0: Jose, why don't you give us a better origin uh, To explain where the idiom Turn a blind eye came from
2: So the origin of turn a blind eye Actually started in Dominican Republic
0: Uh, Of course
2: Yeah, and it yeah. started with Danilo. You guys remember Danilo? Of course, yeah. yeah. Well, it was him and his friend Silfredo, and they were robbing a paletero.
0: Okay.
2: And yeah. Silfredo had one eye missing. He was blind from one eye.
0: Oh, because oh. it was missing.
2: Right. So he yeah. just had a hole. But then when they robbed them, Silfredo was about to snitch on Danilo.
0: Ooh.
2: And he said, no, turn that blind eye.
0: Can I see it, though? I, I kind of want to be there. Silfredo.
2: Dime. Nosotros acabamos de robar ese paletero.
0: Sí, no, no me siento cómodo, que le quiero decir a la policía todo lo que vi. ¿Tú eres un chivato? No, yo soy Silverio. Ok, mira Silverio, tú sabes el ojo ese que te falta a ti. Sí, el ojo derecho, no lo tengo, tengo un hueco. Sí,
2: yo necesito que tú, tú lo vire, lo vire para allá y no ve, tú no viste
0: nada. ¿Cómo que? Lo, pero si lo viro.
2: ¿Qué es lo que tú le quieres decir a la policía?
0: Bueno, que no ve ese paletero que está en el piso y lo tumbamos y el dinero que le robamos. Eh, yo le quiero decir lo que yo veo.
2: ¿qué? Okay. Y el ojo derecho que tú tienes ahí. Pues
0: no tengo el ojo derecho, Ajá. tengo un
2: hueco. Vírate para la derecha. Así. Ajá.
0: Pero si me viro así. Que tú ves? Pues ahora no puedo ver nada.
2: Eso es lo que tú le tienes que decir a la policía, que tú no viste nada. Oh. Tú ves eso. Vira el, el ojo. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Vira el, el, el ojo. You're trying to translate, turn, turn the blind <laughs> eye.
3: Si. Yeah. Such an idiom. <laughs> Alright, number six. Feeling under the weather.
0: Oh, Oh. because it doesn't make any sense, right? Like, how do you get under a hurricane? Under the weather means you're not feeling well. But nobody says, I'm
3: feeling above weather. Oh, Right? Watch (laughs) out. It's going to be a good day. All right. So let me tell you where it comes from. It's believed to be nautical in nature. So it says, when a sailor was feeling ill, he would go beneath the bow, which is the front part of a boat. This would hopefully protect him from adverse conditions as he was literally under the bad weather that could further sicken him. Therefore, a sailor who was sick could be described as being under the weather.
2: Uh, That makes sense. I feel
0: smarter knowing that. Yeah.
3: I'm feeling under the weather.
0: But you think in all these years we wouldn't have come up with a better idiom.
2: Right, and what about the people that have never sailed? Like live inland, they wouldn't understand it.
0: Yeah, I've never been on a boat, let alone
3: uh, in the bow of a boat. I would want to know how that even like began to spread to like regular old people. Like someone to say, oh, my God, I'm feeling so under the weather today.
0: Well, it's because it, it, there's always that one guy in the boat. We're all working and we get little choppy seas. And it's always, you know, Melvin who's like, oh, you know, I don't feel too good. And you know what? Go down below. And then it's where's Melvin? Where's Melvin? Oh, he's under the weather. So yeah.
2: he was the lazy one in the boat crew.
0: Right. That was Coat. Right. Because you got tired of going. He's down below because he doesn't feel well because he always gets sick when it's time to work. So, to reduce all that, they were like, Melvin's under the weather. Right. Wink, wink. Let's leave him behind next time. <laughs> He's slowing us down.
3: All right, number five beat around the bush. Oh, beat around the bush. Mm.
0: I've heard
1: that one.
3: Oh, you
0: have? When have you heard it?
1: Alexi says it a lot.
0: When does he say it? Towards me. But why?
1: Because I beat around the bush.
0: But how do you beat around the bush?
1: I don't get to the point.
0: Oh, so this refers to people who just go on and on without getting to the point. Kind of describing what they want, you know, just like hinting at it. I can't wait to know where this came from because we use it and we take it for granted because it makes no sense. Why would you beat around a bush
2: yeah if you wanted to get to the bush just beat the bush not around
0: it right but you would think cutting around the bush right like somebody's cutting why would you beat
3: how do you even beat around a bush all right so it says this common phrase is thought to have originated in response to game hunting in britain While hunting birds, participants would beat bushes in order to draw out the birds. Therefore, they were beating around the bush before getting to the main point of the hunt, actually capturing the birds. Okay, I would go up to the bush with my shotgun and shoot the bush.
0: (laughs) Right? Right? Why would I beat around the bush To draw the bird out so then I can shoot it in the air? No, I would stick the muzzle of the rifle inside the bush and pull the trigger.
1: Don't you think that the loud noise would cause other... Birds to flee from the bushes.
0: Okay, so I would be like, hey, Tristan, go to the other bush. I'm about to shoot this bush, and it's going to scare your bird, okay?
2: And at the same time, we all
0: shoot our bush. Yeah, how about that, Tristan? How about we all stick (laughs) our muscles (laughs) into all our bushes? And we just go nuts. (laughs) And just shoot it, and then be like, all done, time to go back home.
2: So instead of beat around the bush, ours would have been like, just shoot the bush. Yeah.
0: You know, just stop and shoot the bush. So it wouldn't be like, "Hey, you just stop beating around the bush." It'd be like, "Hey, just stop and shoot it already." Yeah. Stop and shoot the bush. Shh.
2: Be very, very quiet.
0: I'm hunting weapons.
3: <laughs> Number four. Read the Riot Act.
0: Read the Riot Act. Now, this I became familiar with a few years ago, and it's got to do with when somebody. Yells at you, right? Like um, goes off on you.
2: Right. Somebody going off on you.
0: It seems really formal because the way we're used to hearing it is, yo, this guy went off, right? And I went off on them. So that's like the same thing as going, I gave him the riot act. Right. Sounds too formal for me. Very formal. Like, uh, giving somebody the riot act doesn't include bad words,
2: and it should. And it doesn't include a cocotazo. It sounds like they're just
0: reading something. Yeah, like I never went up to my friends and was like, oh, man, I failed that test, and my father gave me the riot act.
3: (laughs) No, no, my father didn't know about no riot act. All right, so it says the meaning is to reprimand someone for behaving badly with the intention of improving that person's behavior. Yeah, that's exactly how my father
0: used it except uh there was no act there was understand? no reading there was no reading definitely mm-hmm. no reading there was a lot of assos right. right and my father intended to correct my behavior and it and it would work
2: well your dad took off the reading like my dad did too but he incorporated a lot of the riot Yes,
3: all riot. No reading, all riot. So it says, This idiom most likely comes from the real Riot Act, an act passed by the British government in 1714 to prevent unruly assemblies. In the 18th century, King George I and the government were fearful of being overthrown by supporters of the previous... Stort uh, dynasty. If crowds of more than 12 assembled, authorities could read them a portion of the riot act upon which they must leave or be imprisoned. Thus, if someone is behaving in a manner that we find inappropriate, we read them the riot act, intending to get the unruly person to stop what they're doing. It would be nice, right, if I was misbehaving and my father
0: would pull out a piece of paper and he was like, you know, uh, this act entitles me to the usage of correasos, which will commence in approximately 30 seconds, right? Because then I'd be like, okay, I've got 30 seconds to run. But uh, the whole reading of the riot act uh, got ignored over the years because nobody reads nothing. No, It's just like, I'm going to lose my mind. I'm going to go nuts on you. And then you're like, was that the riot act? (laughs) <laughs> and then your chichones are evidence that it was. Yeah. My dad had two riot acts that he would tell me.
2: And one was, te wada con una fábrica chancleta. What? So not just one chancleta. He was going to hit me with the whole fábrica of chancletas. Oh, jeez. And then the other hmm. one was, te voy a sembrar debajo la mesa.
0: I'm going to bury you underneath the table.
2: Yeah, I'm going to plant you underneath the table if you keep going.
0: Your dad's a character. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> Good times, huh? Right. Good times. Good times.
4: Freak, freak
0: out, yo. tassels Changing children one cocotasso at a time.
3: All right. Number three. Spill the beans. Ah, spill the beans. That's your favorite. Yeah. Snitching.
2: Yes. Snitching. <laughs> 100%. Spilling,
3: spilling the beans. I'm really curious where this came from. Go ahead. All right. So it says, this one's a bit tricky as there is no clear cut answer. Oh, that's Perfect. This is when we go to Jose. Jose,
0: I'm pretty sure this also came from the Dominican Republic.
2: It did. And as a matter of fact, it also came from Danilo.
0: Get out.
2: Wow. Yes. So Danilo and Silfredo were hanging out again. Uh And they had actually robbed another paletero. So what happened? They robbed a paletero Mm -hmm. and Silfredo got caught, but not Danilo. And then he told everybody that Danilo
0: was there. Really? But yes. he didn't. What about turning the, the blind eye? He had one eye. What happened? Well,
2: at that point, he was already in handcuffs. Uh-huh. So he was seeing that he was going to jail.
0: With his left eye.
2: Right. Uh-huh. Uh, when they put his hands in the back, he happened, to, they were eating at that time. Uh-huh. And he was eating arroz con frijoles. Uh-huh. So he spilled the beans that he had. And that's where the term came from.
0: But why wouldn't it be spilling rice and beans then? You said he was eating arroz con frijoles.
2: Because it was only the frijoles that were in his hand. The rice, he had already eaten the rice part.
0: He has frijoles in his hands. He has. there's no utensils. He's just eating with his hands.
2: Yes, he was eating with so his hands. So he
0: eats the rice with his hands and then he scoops frijoles. Yes.
2: Don't ask. Just that's how they do it.
3: Okay. <laughs> Silfredo didn't want to just mix it together?
2: No, because then that would be a congri. <laughs> he had ah. them separate. <laughs> but, <laughs> oh, okay. <Yeah. laughs> Sorry.
0: Sorry. I don't mean to offend the Dominican culture. So uh, Silfredo was just scooping his food with right. his hand.
2: And that's when they grabbed them. And they put the hands behind the back because they were arresting him. And he was like, No, no, fue Danilo, fue Danilo. And the beans came out of his hand. Ah,
0: you know, um, Danilo and, and Silfredo uh, should be robbing like for utensils. Really, that would be right. <laughs> <Frank? laughs> and instead of paleteros, they should be robbing uh utensileros. Utensileros.
4: <laughs> All right,
3: number two. The proof is in the pudding. The proof is in
0: the pudding. Now, I have never used that idiom, but I've heard it. Me neither. Because I hate pudding. Yes. Uh, So I would never use it. Tristan, have you ever used it?
1: Not from what I can remember.
0: Do you know what the proof is in the pudding is?
1: Not off the top of my head.
2: I'd say if I had to guess that it's like I made the pudding, so the proof is right here. That I made the pudding. Oh. It's in the pudding. The
0: proof is inside of the pudding that yeah. I made the pudding? That I made
2: it. So it's the
3: truth. I made it. Yeah, you, you need a couple sure. of more years of English <laughs> class. But go ahead. Let me hear it. All right. So it says, depending on who you ask, you'll actually find an array of definitions for this odd idiom.
0: Like we just heard one yep, now.
3: Yeah, there's one. So here's the meaning I found. The process of achieving something isn't important as long as the end product is good. Example, I may have had to walk 1,000 miles to find this treasure, but the proof is in the pudding. What? That he found the treasure? The, the, the treasure is the pudding or his sore feet? is the pudding
0: look at the sores on my foot the proof is in the sores of my foot which is pudding like because it's the pus is coming out uh huh? <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry but if i saw it in my head uh, i wanted you to see the, the no. pus. And when you and when he steps the the pus oh no keep, oh, huh? keep that to yourself It, it kind of splashes out
1: i wonder where he started at and then ended
0: like new york to california
1: yeah, how f- like he had to walk far.
0: See, the proof is in the pudding. The proof right? is in the pudding. See, he's asking for the ingredients of the pudding right now. <laughs> right. He's like, well, it depends on where he started and where he ended. It depends on the distance and the amount of pus that would have accumulated <laughs> under the foot. So when he stepped, by the time he gets to California and he's stepping, that shoe is full of that
3: white pudding. Oh, right? yeah, that's... <laughs> <laughs> Okay.
4: Yesterday, I hear a new uh, idiom. I play some basketball and I enjoy it very much and on the team after opponents this man is just he is a lucky tiny bastard making the shots making the shots and I say you are a lucky tiny bastard and he say hey the proof is in the pudding. The proof is in the pudding? what is this A, a, a cooking show or what? number one don't put your proof in the pudding Alright, if you have a nice proof, you want to put it in pudding, Einstein? Yeah, make a guess of what happened in, in probably three minutes. Yeah, your proof is now inside the pudding, and the pudding has taken all of the inks away. Good luck show, show that equation to Goodwill Hunting. Proof is in the pudding. Just put the proof on the table.
3: Alright, and number one, I've got it in the bag. I've got
0: it in the bag. Mm. I, I I've never used it, but it means something like I got this. Right. Yeah. Right? This is
3: a personal favorite of mine.
2: Is it? <laughs> yeah,
3: I oh. love using so it. So
2: give me an example of when you would use
0: it. Yeah, yeah. Like every day. Like remember 10 were your friends in high school.
3: Okay. So if one of my friends comes up to me and says, Yo, we got a, like a test for geometry. All right, let's do this. Ready? All right.
2: Yo, Mrs. Smith's test is today. Mrs.
3: Smith. <laughs>
0: Come on, man. You can do that. Come on. <laughs> Jesus, Mrs. Smith. Was- the most generic Jesus name. Jesus Christ. Go ahead. Hey, Jose. Yo. Did you study? Of course not. Of course <laughs> not. not. Of course not. <laughs> <laughs> it like sounds like you tried, yeah. then you just gave up. That's
2: that's actually, that would have been me in high school. Of course
0: not. Nice. <laughs> no, no. I'm, I tried. I okay. started. Okay. Can we try this again, please? Yes. All right, here we go. Yo. Hey, Jose. Did you guys study? No, man.
3: <sighs> study for what? We have the English test today. It's all about idioms, man. Idioms? Yeah. yeah. Oh, please. I got this in the bag. What? What? Yeah. You brought lunch for the test? <laughs> <laughs> Always <laughs> thinking about food. Yeah, because it's
1: like, what did he have
0: in the bag? Jose,
3: <laughs> you and food, I swear.
1: I think he has pudding in the bag.
2: Oh. Whoa. Oh. Tristan High five Tristan. Tristan.
1: Tristan. 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 Tristan.
3: And that was the Ellie Castro Show. I am Ellie Castro. I'm Alexi Castro.
1: I'm Tristan Diaz.
0: And I'm Jose Rodriguez. For more information on my upcoming shows, mi gente, you can go to EllieCastro.com. You can follow me on social media under Ellie Castro Comedy.
2: And you can find me on social media under Jose, Jose A-Rod. A-Rod.
0: And I'm on Cameo under Elisardi Castro. My book, Made for This, is available on EllieCastro.com. And don't forget those five-star reviews.
3: We'd love to read them on the air.
0: Remember, mi gente, life is so much better when you're laughing. Hasta
3: la próxima. Pa'lante. Make your own cheeses with waffle irons.
1: Drink water.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it got healthier as it went,
1: went
2: down. <laughs> Nos vemos!